Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what is it, Thursday? I had to think a second what day it is. I uh, apologize um, <clears throat> for my voice this morning. I um, had a rough night last night. I, I know better uh, than to eat before I go to bed. And uh, for whatever reason, whenever I get uh, uh, done preaching, uh, I'm really hungry. I don't know why, but I get really hungry and uh, knowing better. Shouldn't eat before I went to bed. Went in and ate a hamburger anyway. And uh, stupid acid reflux has uh, got me good and uh, up all night uh, trying to eat uh, antacids and drink water and so it's my own stupid fault uh, knowing better and doing it anyway so please overlook me I pray and uh, say a prayer for me rough uh, rough rough night oh I forgot to grab my Bible hold on all right but anyway um everybody is doing well and uh, uh, I, I do trust and pray that you all have a blessed and wonderful day today uh you know something that's uh, obviously when we get into our scripture this morning uh it's something that, that's obviously on the forefront uh of the news and everyone's mind is uh this with george floyd in uh minnesota and um you know what these officers did was uh, obviously way out of line what they did was wrong and uh you know, uh, and the man lost his life. From what I understand, he, he was passing off a counterfeit $20 bill. Uh, whether he knew it was fake or not, that's just still to be determined. Uh, was, that's definitely far, not worth somebody's life, for sure. Uh, they said that he complied, sat on the sidewalk. Uh, they said that uh, they don't know what led up to uh, him being thrown to the ground and the knee put on his neck. But uh, here's the thing that uh, I don't, one, I don't get. I honestly do not get is when, you know, I understand outrage and being upset. Uh, that's a normal reaction, and as it should be. But it never ceases to amaze me when <clears throat> these kind of things happen and they riot. How does burning down your own home and stealing out of stores make any... It doesn't... <laughs> I've never, I've never understood that. I, I just well, now they're they're showing footage of these individuals uh, rioting and, and looting and, and and breaking into Target and stealing stuff. And you know, I, I think sometimes these riots are, are no more an excuse just to to steal. Uh, again, uh, you know what happened to this individual was wrong. But here's the other thing that really worries me too. It's going to get to a point where nobody wants to be a police officer anymore. And uh, there are very good men and women who are true servants of the law, who have who are out there to uh, put their lives on the line to keep us safe and have our best interest at heart. And I have good, dear friends who work for the county police department, who work for the city police department, and they are good people. And here's what's worry that worries me, whether it's in my area or in someone else's area. See, this is someone's husband, someone's wife, someone's brother, someone's sister, someone's son or daughter. And every time they walk out that door, see, they have to worry, is somebody going to put a bullet in them? Are they going to make it back home uh, because of the bad cops that are out there? Remember, there's good and bad and everything. You know, there's a lot of preachers I don't like. They're full of crap and, and uh, self-serving and uh, money-hungry. And I can't, there's a lot of preachers out there. You can't paint everybody with a broad brush. There is, um, uh, you know, there's good and bad and everything. But because of the bad ones, uh, we have to worry now about the good 
uh, and loving, I mean, good cops uh, that love their job and are trying to do the best that they can being attacked and hurt or killed because of the few bad ones. So realize that not all police officers are bad. They are trying to uh, uh, keep the law, to keep peace, uh, and uh, it's a very biblical thing uh, to be a police officer. And uh, so, you know, let's still pay respect to our men and women who uh, are in uniform, who are trying to do what's right, trying to do what's best. And, uh, you know, hopefully that these men who done wrong will see justice and uh, something will be done uh, for what uh, for this heinous act that was committed. Maybe when the full story comes out and we see what everything happened, maybe some sense will be made. Uh, you know, I, again, a man's life was um, obviously taken, and so we don't want to uh, make light of that in any way, shape, form, fashion. There's, uh, uh, you know, I, I hate that that happened, and so. Uh, let's pray for this man's family, and just remember, there are good men and women out there who are wearing that badge, and so uh, let's not show hatred uh, towards these individuals who are trying to do what's right, trying to prevent anarchy, and uh, they're, they are doing a good thing in the eyes of the Lord. So uh, just a little something I feel like I need to throw out there because of the, the uh, of what's going on. Uh, in our society right now. So let's go ahead and look at our verse this morning, our verses. We're going to look at Philippians 2, verses 8 and 9. And it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts, as me old puppy always say. And um, so when we look at these verses here, you know, there's a lot of people, and this may uh, kind of go back to a little of what I was talking about last night, uh, and it's in my teaching in, in Hebrews and uh, and reverencing this uh, individual, the Steingard uh, character, this uh, lead singer of um, uh, what is the name of that band, uh, Hulk Nelson. Like I said, I'm not even real familiar with uh, whether what that band even is, but anyway. Um, so it is for by grace you are saved through faith, that not of yourselves, if it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So here's the thing, all right, just in a nutshell. You know, there's a lot of people out there uh, who think that uh, your merit in God's eyes is based on how good you are. And uh, that's a sad thing, that there's a lot of misled people out there that think that if you're good, you do good things, then you're going to go to heaven. You know, I know that it is tough when when you lose a loved one that you you know uh, that you hold dear in your heart, and uh, it's easy to say, well, they gained a, heaven, gained a new angel, and they're definitely in heaven. Uh, and if you say, well, were they saved? You know, Jesus Christ, Lord Savior. Oh, I don't know, but they were good people, and God wouldn't do that. You know, obviously, I'm not going to, you know, when someone is grieving, I'm going to sit there and debate uh, and argue with them. Uh, you know, that was, that's not the time and the place. But the fact of the matter is, just because you're good does not merit your place in heaven. All right? I don't care if you are the most benevolent, kindest, lovingest, most wonderful, I mean, won't step on a bug, vegetarian, whatever, unless you have made a profession of faith understood Christ's substitutionary atonement work on the cross, understanding his death, burial, and resurrection, to, and, and accepting him as your personal Lord and Savior in your heart, that is the only way you're getting into heaven. All right? You have to make that profession of faith. I don't care how many times you... Um, <clears throat> 
go and um, uh, join church. You could be at church every time the doors are open. Just because your your granddaddy built the church, your pappy preaches, or, or your your family's always went to this church for generations, that don't make you saved. And you know, and that's the sad part. There is too many people out there who have this uh, uh, misunderstanding that uh, you can be good enough to work your way into heaven. And that goes directly back right here. It is by grace through faith. See, if it was works of your own, as we're seeing here in verse 9, you would boast. You would say, look at me. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. I have arrived. And uh, nothing can be further from the truth. It is You can't even come to God unless God draws you near. It is by God that you come to know him. It is by God that you have faith. It is by God's you know, giving of his only son to save you, all right? That it is a free gift. It's nothing you can do. It's nothing you can do to earn it. It's nothing you can do to merit it. It's nothing you can do to, to attain it. It is a free gift of God. And there's some people out there, they have a hard time with that. They think, well, you know, look at Martin Luther. He still, he had a hard time understanding grace. He had a hard time understanding that free gift. He, you know, he, that's why he, he thought he had to flog himself and crawl up on steps and do all these torturous things to himself because of the conviction, the guilt he felt over sin. And when he finally understood God's grace, that's when he uh, nailed his 99 thesis uh, to the cathedral wall, uh, doors. And so, you know, that is it. It is a free gift. And people have a hard time understanding that, that free gift of salvation, uh, that reconciliation. You know, when you reconcile with someone, it is a, uh, uh, you know, when you're, uh, uh, say that you're best friends with somebody and, uh, or you have a brother or sister and you hate, despise the other and you can't stand to be around them. You can't stand to look at them. They've wronged you in a horrible way. But you were able to reconcile those differences and come together and uh, in a loving way. Well, see, sin separated us from uh, between us and God, and because of what Jesus Christ done on the cross, He was able to reconcile that between us and God. So, sin is what separates us, but it's by His grace, His mercy, and His love that we're able to be able to be in God's presence. And so that's what um, we have to understand, that it is a that free gift. There's nothing we can do on our own. There's nothing in the world we can do on our own. Now, that doesn't mean that we can just sin and do whatever we want to. Obviously, that is wrong. You know, we don't want to uh, cheapen what Christ has done for us. And as a result, see, it's not the way that we can work our way into heaven, but it is a result of that change of life, that redemption, that, re that change of mind, that change of direction. That once we understand that, that we have, that as a result of that life-saving, life-changing uh, heart that Christ is giving us, uh, that we will produce good works as a result uh, because we want to please the Heavenly Father. We want to do things that Christ uh, that would, would like. He wants us to be obedient. He wants us to be kind. And I, I've told you this before, just like whether it's my parents, you know, I, I want to do things that I think will make them happy. I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to be disobedient. And, and why? Because I love them. I don't want to hurt them because of the things they've done for me. And hopefully my kids will, you know, they, they do the same thing, that they, they don't want to hurt their old fat, hairy daddy. They want to um, do things make him happy. Uh, so likewise, you know, out of what Christ has done for us, we want to produce good works because we want to please the Heavenly Father. We want to stand on judgment in here, well done, good and faithful servant. Uh, and so understand that if you or you know somebody that has the fallacy of thinking that they can be good enough, you know, that they're they're working. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there, you know, uh, uh, George Barnard Group says over three-fourths of a congregation are not saved. 
And I think a lot of people have never prayed that sinner's prayer because they say, well, I go to church every Sunday. I'm, uh, you know, I, I give tithes. I, I give to the poor. I work at a soup kitchen. I do all these good things. I, I, you know, and they thinking in the back of their mind, well, God wouldn't send me to hell because look at all the good I've done. I, our, our greatest and best that we could produce are but filthy rags before the eyes of the Father. If we were 99.9% .9 perfect, we still cannot enter into the gates of heaven. So realize that. Just like I was talking about last night, you, everybody's going to spend or going to live forever. You're going to have eternity forever. But where will you be? Either you can spend eternity with Jesus Christ and what he has to offer, the love, the peace, the joy, what he has to offer, or you can spend eternity in hell. A fire, damnation, burning forever, an unending torment. And so you're going to live in eternity one way or the other. It's your choice where you want to spend that. Now, understand, like, like every morning I go over the sinner's prayer. And I've had people say, I pray that every morning with you. No, you don't do that. If you have sincerely prayed the sinner's prayer, if you have, have you know, if you have prayed and accepted Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, that's it. You don't have to keep repeating it. You have given your, if you've truly meant it and you were sincere, your name is written in that Lamb's Book of Life. You're, 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 you have eternal security and you're good to go. All right. Doesn't mean now again because your name, you know, there's people out there saying, "Well, my ticket's punched. I can do what I want to." No. And then to me, that that's not showing sincerity. Yeah, you know, you, it's not showing our, our heart change. You and when you come to know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're going to be a completely different new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're going to look at things differently. You're going to see things differently. The things you used to hate, you now love. The things you used to love, you now hate. It's going to be a completely change of life. But if you are claiming to be a Christian and you're just running right back into the world, doing everything you were doing before. That begs the question, if you really meant it or if you truly understood what salvation is or and, and what you did, uh, you know, uh, if, you, if you meant that in your heart. And so uh, we have to make sure that, you know, if you have prayed that sinner's prayer, you're good. But don't feel like you have to pray that. There's people out there who think you can lose your salvation, that every time you sin, every time you mess up, you lose your salvation. That's crazy. That's like saying that. God's up there with a big eraser, and every time you screw up, oh, that you're out of here, you're going to go burn in hell now. That's crazy, man. That's just like, you know, my kids mess up, or they, they do something they shouldn't do. I may get mad. They may uh, get a punishment for what they have done, but uh, uh, it doesn't mean that they're no longer my son or my daughter. You know, it doesn't mean that I, I quit loving them. I don't sit there and say at uh, five years old, and they broke something because they, 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 they weren't supposed to touch or mess with, and I took all their belongings, opened the door, saying, well, have a good life. You're not mine anymore. Now, there may be some evil people out there who would do that, but no, no loving father or mother would ever do that to their child. They'd say, hey, that's wrong. You may get your little hand or fanny spanked, or, and uh, so you'll know next time not to do that, but I still love you, and uh, you're still my son or daughter. Well, guess what? Those of us who are evil can give those kind of things. How much more can the Heavenly Father give us? So he's not going to kick you out of, the, of his love just because you mess up. He knows you're going to mess up. Remember, he is all-powerful, all-knowing. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. And so we he knows past, present, and future. He knows... He knows what you're going to do before you do it. He knows what, you, you know, he's God. But all those sins, when you come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, have been nailed to the cross. Past, present, and future sins have been nailed to the cross. So when you mess up, 
Just pray and ask for forgiveness. Trust and know that you are forgiven. He chooses not to bring that back up again. He chooses not to hold that over your head. You are free. And uh, so, but the devil, of course, like I've told you before, as uh, you know, he wants to continually in your head say, oh, look what you've done. If you were a Christian, you wouldn't have said this. If you were a Christian, you wouldn't do that. But here's the thing. As a Christian, we pick ourselves up. We keep pushing forward. You know, some people say, you know, when they hear the passage, well, uh, you know, uh, we, we prophesied in your name. We did this in your name. And, and he says, get away from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Well, you know, some people see that and they, they freak out. And they're like, well, how do I know? What, what if God says that to me? Hey. If you didn't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, when you messed up, when you fouled up, instead of having conviction, instead of having, uh, you know, uh, feeling bad about what you've done, uh, you wouldn't even confess it to God. You'd be like, oh, well, and you just go right back out. But the fact you pick yourself up and you keep fighting, you keep pushing forward, shows the earmark of a true Christian that you realize, hey, I'm, I'm uh, you know, there's none righteous, no, not one. We all sin. We all mess up. God understands that. So we say, hey, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. Help me to learn from this. Help me avoid that snare and pitfall and help me to do better next time that's a christian everybody struggles everybody has to keep fighting that's why it's a a spiritual mental and emotional battle it's not a physical battle that's why we have to put on the whole armor of god and be ready to get out there and fight each and every day so keep that in mind but if you have never sat down and sincerely prayed that sinner's prayer and you think you're going to get into heaven based on your works and you may look back and say well there's no way god would have sent so and so to heaven he was a good man or she was a good woman it's their choice god is not sending anybody to hell you have the choice so uh, they everybody everybody in this world will have an opportunity to have heard the gospel before they've died. And either you will stand in judgment as a Christian or you will stand in judgment as a sinner. And then when you stand in judgment as a sinner, don't matter how good you are, you will be judged for every single thing you've done, and then you will be cast into hell. Those of us who are saved, you will be judged on the things you've done after you become a Christian and how you serve the Lord, how you lived as a Christian, how you ministered, how you witnessed. Those are the things you're going to be looked at. So here's the thing. Remember, your goodness, your good works is not going to do a matter of anything. It is by the grace of God. Because, again, if it was on our works, so you have people out there like the Lutherans and some of these other uh, false religions and cults that think, says you have to attain enlightenment. You have to do these certain acts and you have to do these certain things uh, in order to gain, you know, to, to be able to be worthy enough to get into heaven. God is saying, hey, you can't, you can't even come to me unless I draw you. It is free. It is grace. It is a free gift of God. Salvation is a free gift. All right? So it would be like you walking down the road, holes in your shoes, and somebody pulls up and says, hey, here's the keys to my brand new Ferrari. And uh, you're like... What? You know, well, I've got to pay you. I've got to, there's no way I can't, you know, that's too big of a gift. I can't accept that. Hey, it's yours. You know, you didn't do anything to get it. You didn't do anything to earn it. You didn't get afford to buy it. But somebody drove up and said, this is yours. Hey, salvation is far greater than any materialistic Ferrari. Eternity is far greater than anything the world could ever produce or give you. And that's what Jesus Christ is offering you, a free gift. And so you have the opportunity to accept it or reject it. And once you accept it, it don't stop there. You have to continually grow and learn. And that's why you have to, it's imperative you study the Bible, that you stay in prayer, that you, you come to church so that you can uh, gain more knowledge and understanding of the things of Jesus Christ so that you will not be stagnant in your growth. So that's one thing that we've been reading about in Hebrews because they were dull of hearing. They quit growing. 
And that's a problem with a lot of Christians today. And that's why there are a lot of New Age philosophies are, filling, are, are filtering into churches. That's why a lot so many Christians are compromising on sin, making allowances for same-sex relationships or whatever else they, they want to justify. And uh, because they're not staying in the Word, they're not growing. And so, therefore, they're stagnant, and they're becoming apathetic, becoming complacent, and church is no longer important. That's why churches are, are closing their doors left and right, because people don't feel like they have to go anymore. They're, they're, they're concerned with their works. We have to grow. So once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord Savior, you don't stop there. You have to continue. The fact the fight might get even worse. You have to continue to fight and keep pushing forward. Let's have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you for the free gift of salvation. And Lord, uh, help us uh, to understand uh, what you have done for us. And let us use it to, uh, to minister to others. Help us to grow to spiritual maturity. Help us to learn more about you and to serve you well each and every day. Lord, let us not... Uh, uh, believe the fallacy that our goodness will attain us anything, that uh, we are nothing, we are uh, degenerates, we are, uh, we are nothing without you, Lord Jesus, that through you we have to be dependent upon everything, and through you are we worthy, through you are we loved. And Lord, uh, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer, dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me, I know you rose from the grave for me, come into my heart and save me. Fill with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead to God and watch or protect us. Lord, be with all those who are uh, needing prayer this morning and that's uh, sent out prayer requests and concerns. Be with those situations. Be with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Ginger and Troy Hood, and Linda Feathers, and Roger Winters, and I pray to be with Angie Watson's grandchild. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Wendy Lee, bring healing upon her, and I be with Thelma Thompson, and uh, Lord, I pray to be with Verda and his, uh, sister, and Richard Campbell's father. And Lord, be with our police officers, Lord, and uh, Lord, be with our nurses and doctors and our uh, military first responders, Lord, particularly our police officers right now. Lord, give them safety and protection. Let them know their love, needed, and appreciated. Be with our president. Give him wisdom and discernment in our country. And uh, Lord, just pray protection about him and his family. And Lord, pray that you touch the hearts and minds of this nation like never before. Let them come to know you before it's too late. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning and hope you have a wonderful and blessed day. As always, if you want to share these devotions, you can always find me at uh, Dr. Young 77 here on Facebook. If your friends or family say, well, I don't do Facebook, they can find me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young and they can watch uh, all the devotions right there. And or, as always, you can uh, find me at the Dr. Young Chronicles podcast, Apple iTunes. There's no charge at all. It's free of charge. Audio only, but you can listen to all the devotions, all the sermons, and uh, podcasts Brady and I do on Saturdays at 6 o'clock. So, hope everybody have a blessed and wonderful day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. <music>